Welcome to NAFAM the podcast episode whatever and I'm excited for today. Are you? Yes because this episode is not about me. We are going to get to learn all about you. Okay. Okay. We'll see about that. So we're going to play 10 questions just like we did last time where you asked me a series of 10 questions and maybe I'll have some follow-up and uh, we'll see where it goes. Okay. Okay. Fire away Jim. Fire away. I like how you're sitting there acting all calm and... No, I was just thinking it does feel a little loud in my ears right now. So I didn't know if you were too close to your mic or if we need to turn something down. That's all. Um, I don't know. Okay, that's better. Is that better? Yeah. We'll, we'll try that and see how it goes. Uh, okay. First question. What single event has had the biggest impact on who you are. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, that's how this game works. Do you know how many big events? I, like, do you know how, many, how much emphasis, emphasis I want to put on so many events to have to have been life-changing for yes, me? Yes, that's, that's why this is an important question for you because for me, I have trouble identifying, oh my God, what would that one event be? And for you, I think it's because nothing comes to mind. And for you, it's like, is, you know, uh-huh. just full of it. Oh my God, I know, it's so many. <laughs> okay, so what's, what, read it again. What single (laughs) event has had the biggest impact on who you are? On who I am. By the way, I'd like to say uh, a lot of these questions came from conversationstarterworld.com. Okay. Okay. So a single event. God, uh, I guess I'm going to say, come on. This is so, we don't have time for me Uh, to even think about this. I know. that's That's why this is so... Important. I don't know if that I could say it's a single event. What's the worst thing that happens here? You're you're wrong, and later on you think, know, "Oh my god, that wasn't the event." I don't know how detailed I want to bore people with this story, but well, so far you're boring I, us with not okay. your non-answer. All right, so I think I've I've already talked before about how I've had a lot of I kind of was born with a lot of anxiety, like so. Uh, you know, just like separation anxiety, didn't want to leave my parents, you know, don't want to do anything risky, didn't want to ride a bike, didn't want anything you can imagine, an anxious child would be afraid of I, that was me right but um i think when i was in my i was in college and i had like kind of like an anxiety like breaking point and honestly i kind of describe it as like the classic nervous breakdown so i think that, is, like, that was like a the first huge moment in my life that impacted me in a really critical way and changed me forever in a good way. So, so, so what was it about that event? Cause obviously in the moment, I mean, that's, I, I can't imagine anything scarier. <clears throat> that's gotta be one of the scariest things to mm-hmm. go through. Mm-hmm. What about that changed you for the better? What did you, how did you come out the other side of that? What was that process? Well, it was a long process and I'm not gonna be able to go into that here. Cause that would okay. be a tire. Ep- <laughs> not even one episode would do that justice, but I think it was a, it probably occurred over the course of six months, but it was a situation where my anxiety had gotten to a, a scary point for me, where you know I thought I might somebody might end up throwing me in a hospital with a straitjacket, like I thought I was <laughs> going to go crazy, and that was, it was just my destiny yeah. now, because um, I had some family members that had dealt with anxiety, and I just I had I had um, misperceptions about what mental health mental illness was at that time in my life, and I thought that. A, that I was just kind of going to be cursed forever with this thing. So I guess for me, it was just, it was a, it was a really long process and I won't go into the details of that, but I, I learned, I did get through on the other side of it and in a way that um, instead of getting rid of my anxiety, I learned to live with it and embrace it. And it really required me to learn this concept of surrender and trust in myself and um I don't know the universe I guess I don't know it just, it led to deep exploration in so many ways I ended up actually um changing my focus on my studies at, at in college and just it, it it really I think changed the trajectory for me in general in life in a really good way so it sounds like you kind of accepted that you can't just get rid of it but that it's going to be okay at the same time. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I, I was. It was a very scary time for me. I got to the point where I, you know, I do. There was a little bit where I had trouble like leaving my house, kind of almost agoraphobic type things. Um, but you know, once I, I, you know, I, I 
the part I'm skipping here is that initially I went and saw a physician and she finally was like, I think that you need to be medicated. And at the time I did. And so I started taking medication for the first time in my life. I started going to therapy and this therapist actually referred me to a support group. So I learned a tremendous about, of, amount about anxiety. It was... Um, it was really good. So that, yeah, that's where it started, but then it just evolved from there. Okay. I mean, we, like you said, we could talk a whole episode about that. I just think it's interesting how 25 years later, you know, 20 plus years later, how much has changed in that area Yeah. Um, where the help you might get today or the, the support you might get would potentially be very different. Yeah. How so? What do you think? I, I just think that you know, maybe you wouldn't be afraid to ask before you got to that point. Yeah, maybe. You know, I think there's much more, there was more of probably of a stigma, like, oh, you have this like mental illness kind of thing. And it was um, something that I worried about actually growing up because that's another story, but I worried about it because it was, it was present in extended family members. Um, And during a, a time where there was much more stigma around that. So you're right. And it did take me a while to actually try to get a grip on it because I want to get a grip on it, quote, because I felt like I needed to get a grip on it. And I felt like if you don't pretend this isn't happening, your life is over as you know it, because now you're just going to be you're going to be different forever and you're never going to you're never going to recover from this. So let's pretend it's not happening. And I finally got to a point where I just I drove to the doctor's office in tears and had a wonderful Thank God I had a wonderful, she was actually a physician's assistant and she was wonderful. She knew exactly what to say and do and I walked, say and do. And I walked out of there and I was like, okay, I think I can do this. And wow. the journey from there was up and down, but. <laughs> <laughs> As it is for all of us. Yes. But thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, second question. And I, I just have to ask you this question because our answers, I know would be very different. What or who? would you sacrifice your life for? My children. <laughs> what do you mean? What did you, how did you profess, preface what that question? Or, what or who would you sacrifice your life for? And I, I'm asking you that question just because I think your answer is probably maybe a little shorter than what mine would be. Okay. How so? Why? Well, the, this is your day to answer questions. Oh, okay. I mean, <clears throat> I mean... Yeah, that's my answer. I, I was going to say that. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> that, that <laughs> and I, I thought that that would probably be your answer is your children. That's who you would sacrifice your life for. Uh-huh. Where if I see a car accident on the side of the road, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to go over and help. Oh. And yeah. so I'm not saying that's exactly sacrificing my life. Mm-hmm. But if I were to see somebody walking across the road in a car coming, my inclination would be to like run out and push that person out of the way so they wouldn't get hit by a car. Like, honestly, that's pretty selfish. I, Why? So you could be in the papers and, and no. headlined as a local hero and then you leave your loved ones behind no, devastated? No, and I'm not even saying I would because <laughs> I, I've never been in that exact position to put my life on the line like that. Um I think there's just something innately different about the way we view the world and our roles. Yes, and, and well, know. I mean, we can, we don't. Anyway, to, we we've thought this about is that your before. Day. We have, because which is why you, I asked you that question. You have run into the center of crisis for other people in the past, and I'm like, I've yelled at you for that, and we've debated about what the motivations are behind that, and whether or not they're altruistic or not. So yes. we don't have to do that here, but yeah, I wouldn't do that. I don't think it makes me a bad person. I don't think that. It doesn't. I think it's just the truth. Yeah, no, and that's why that's why I wanted to ask you that because uh, I, I thought we'd approach that differently. But okay, that was an easy two for you. Uh, the second one was easy. Number three. What is something that most people learn only after it's too late? Oh my! I don't know. This is. I mean, I don't even feel like I want to answer this question. Can I? Can I uh, boycott this question? No. What do people learn only after it's too late? Everything. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> Fair enough. E- everything. So, again, I think this is a personality thing, you know? That okay. The way that you view the world and wanting to know everything before you approach a situation. Mm-hmm. And so you're, the way you evaluate risk, you know the risks before you take on most things that you do in life. And so I, I'm equating this, that's one small aspect of your life, but that's kind of your general approach to life is 
you know what you're getting into before you get into it. Where I think a lot of people in life, not a lot of people, there's a difference in being uh, more risk tolerant or maybe saying, I'm going to step into this. I'm going to try this Mm -hmm. and whatever that might be. So that was why I wanted to ask you that question is, do you see? How does that relate it though? Because read that question. What is something that most people learn only after it's too late? Okay, and, the re- and and I I agree with what everything you just said about me there. I also though what my interpretation of that is that I think well I know myself and I'm probably maybe one could argue everyone learns by experiencing and doing. At least you learn mostly by experiencing and doing. So therefore, you're not going to learn something until you've after, after you've already done it. Okay. So then it's too late, whether it was a good thing or not. No matter what it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Until, you, until of, you've done it and gone through it, you that's won't where the, really know. Yeah, because that's where the learning is. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That's what I kind of, yeah. Okay. We're, we're going to have to do like 20 questions here because you're really flying through these oh, and uh, okay. my follow-up isn't the greatest. I just don't like your questions. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think I like your questions? <laughs> um, all right. I, maybe this one will be a little bit... Um, I don't know. Maybe you'll find this one more interesting or more something you want to entertain. Who is the most impressive, famous person alive today and why? I don't know. Why, why can't you ask me about people I personally know? I don't care about people I don't know. Um, <laughs> the most impressive, famous person. I just think that that's also impossible to answer. Um I think I guess I'll just say generically, um, I characteristics I I am impressed by. Is I, I could I answer it that way? <laughs> I think I think that's fair, and I think the idea of this is obviously you don't know the person, so you're evaluating this based on just the yeah. parts that we know. So yeah. you're going to give characteristics. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if you could say, yeah, these are the characters. Why? Okay. That's the why but you part know of the what? question. I did think of somebody. I okay, mean, uh, okay, it's America's dad, it's Tom Hanks. I think he is a good example of that. I think he's somebody who is really intelligent. He's a really curious person. He, he's full of humility. Um, I think he's full of integrity. I think he is funny. Um, I think he's relatable. I think he's down to earth. I think he wants, I think he's genuine. Um, so yeah, him. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a good choice. I really do. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, how can you not, love Tom Hanks and truly when you hear stories about him you know just out in general in the public he does he seems like he is just he doesn't hold himself to be Mm -hmm. above anybody else it doesn't Mm -hmm. appear that way at least no I mean I think that I've listened to a lot of interviews with him and I also think that the interviewers I think the uh the impressions of him are pretty um are pretty overwhelmingly in in his favor. Like, I, 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 has anybody ever heard anybody say anything negative about him? I guess maybe, but I haven't. Yeah, not that I know of. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I think this is. I think this is number five right now. I believe. Uh, if you didn't have to worry about money, what would you do all day? <laughs> um. What would I do all day? I would do this all day. honestly (laughs) I would I mean it's actually one of my vices is that I literally sit in my imagination and and think and ponder ideals and that's not a good thing necessarily like I need to get out and just I need to live out what I'm dreaming about but um yeah so you know the when you say this I don't think it's necessarily podcasting and doing a discussion back and forth but just learning questioning Mm -hmm. listening Mm -hmm. about things that i'm interested in yeah 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 i think like my dad's the same way except he's interested in very different things than i am but i mean he is retired and i he just (laughs) he doesn't have to go to work anymore so i know that he sits spends a lot of time just um learning about his interests and thinking about his interests and, and it's a, and actually, and it's alone. So, you know, maybe that's, 
maybe that's part of it too is that if i i would just I'd probably have more. I'd probably be alone a lot too, which maybe isn't a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking to myself, how long would I last doing what you just described? And it wouldn't be a day. I mean, I think, I I think after three hours, I'd be like, I have to get the hell out of here. I've got to go do something, explore. I can't do that. That's my, I have to push out, do a project, whatever Uh that. I can't. Might be. No, no thanks. Yeah. I I, I think you're right on that. I can, I can picture. Get a cup of coffee. And... I could sit in a coffee shop all day long. Yeah, and just listen to because I actually don't. I don't even. I don't even have patience for reading anymore. So I would just listen to audiobooks all day. Text you, yeah. talk to you about what I'm reading. Talk to you about what I'm listening to. <laughs> I, I I'm I'm sitting here, <laughs> grinning ear to ear, smiling, laughing because. Are you? Yes, because I'm. I'm looking at you, and you're not grinning. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not to be obnoxious in the the microphone, but (laughs) yeah, I just think about how restless I get and and serious. The thought of that gives me a little bit of anxiety of just, I think about you're like, yeah, we're going to sit and we're going to listen to this thing. And I might, if I'm driving, I could listen to something Mm -hmm. and really like take it in. Mm -hmm. But if I'm just sitting there trying to listen to something. Oh, trying to get you to hang out in a coffee shop is like rough. Like on Sundays when we do that sometimes, I can't get out. of. I mean, I'm just like, can't we just sit here all day? I could just be here all day. And you're like antsy, ready to get out of there to move on to the next thing. Yes. That's our dynamic. That's our relationship. Mm -hmm. Which again, I I love that. Um. All right, which is the what question on here that I want to ask you? This is number six. Um, what is something that everyone should... This one's written incorrectly, but what is something that everyone should be trained to be able to do? It's, this, you're, you don't like my questions at all, do no, you? No, they're questions that you would want for yourself. <laughs> and vice That's why this is why fun. Why can't you ask me my questions? No. That everybody should be trained to do. Um, uh, I'm, I'm no, I've, I think I've actually come up with things before, but now off the top of my head, I, I'm totally lost. I think that, I think that everyone should be trained to. I don't know how I want to word this, but I definitely think that everybody should be trained on how to be in a relationship. I mean, I definitely like, and I think it's, it's more, it's talked about more now, but emotional intelligence is huge. And it's not something, at least when we were kids, that was ever even given a name really. And now it's like, like my mind is like, I've learned so much as an adult. And so I'm like, oh my God, like, why didn't this, why, why aren't, why aren't we like just bringing kids into the world, teaching them about their emotions and like how they manifest and personality types and, you know, like, I think that's very valuable information. It is. (laughs) Very valuable information. As we've learned uh, about different attachment styles and, Uh you know, neither one of us fit into that secure attachment style and we we come from opposite sides. But um, I think being comfortable in that place and being able to talk about, like, there's a certain set of people and maybe it's mm-hmm. i don't know what the number is you would know better than me if you know half whatever the case is half the population is has an insecure attachment however it's something that you can learn so yeah we should probably start earlier at that right and i just think about because <laughs> it's half the population it's literally in almost every <laughs> at least that's aspect. that's what many researchers suggest yeah I, I believe most researchers suggest that 50 percent of the population is insecurely attached in their relationships and with themselves and it affects every aspect of your life yeah absolutely i mean there's nothing you can do i mean <laughs> very few things you can do in life without uh being in some kind of relationship mm-hmm. yeah whether it's with yourself with another person with your job with nature with yeah yeah with building something <laughs> i like that one was that a better question for you did that it turned out to be a better question okay. but i feel me. like it's short i mean you gave a, a great answer and so do, do you have anything to expand on that not really you're okay. not you're not asking me questions i don't i don't think these questions are in line with expansion oh they're not not really. I think it's. I don't think it's the questions. I but think that it's reflects the questioner. The questioner's choice of questions. Yes, it does. 
Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, these next two are going to be short ones again. So would you rather have a very long, 120 years, comfortable but boring life, or live half as long but have an exciting life packed with adventure? The first one. I know. I thought that would be what you would choose to. I've got enough drama going on inside my side myself that I that I that I uh yeah no I crave the that, long that, boring that goes back to your coffee shop answer about being able to sit there and just sit <laughs> in your head and listen to that and be completely satisfied with that's fulfilling for you yeah and I can't imagine living 120 boring years really yeah I could I mean I'm not saying I want to die at 60 but but yeah but see there's not boredom inside my head it's uh, no, not boring I, in there. I don't think there's ever a dull moment. So <laughs> let me ask you that. Let me let me go back to that piece of it a little bit. When you're in your head and you, because you do, you spend a lot of time there um, just thinking, processing. What, could you give me three words to describe that? Or maybe, uh, no, maybe I can't. okay, scratch, <laughs> scratch three words to describe that, but. What is that conversation like in your head? I don't know. <laughs> if I could put it into words, I would, it wouldn't be inside my head. That's what, that's what, what we're here mean. for. No, I just think that there's a lot. I just think that, um, you know, I proudly say this. I proudly say this at this point in my life. I'm a lot. Like, you know, when people say she's a lot, like, yeah, I'm a lot. I mean, I think that especially my closest relationships know that like you know you know that and I have a handful of good girlfriends that I grew up with that they they know the real they know all of me yeah um so I don't know I don't know there's just a lot going on in there so the any external chaos is just gonna add to internal chaos don't you think I think this is question number eight uh if I'm counting right why can't most people keep up with uh, trends in music, fashion, tech as they get older? This is. Can we just delete this episode? This is. A, I'm. I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but these are the dumbest questions ever, and I feel like this whole conversation is so boring. So reread that. I don't even know what to say. I'm asking these questions because they aren't the same oh, deep questions so... that you would normally like to contemplate and answer. I'm trying to get you to. So think a little bit differently Wait, I, the, I don't even believe it's true i believe that's why i need you to reread okay, it maybe <laughs> well i think it is true but okay. why can't most people keep up with trends in music fashion tech as they get older why can't they yeah i don't well maybe maybe it's not why can't they why don't why don't they what what you know i don't know because they're busy <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> they don't i don't know I don't know. Why do you think? I think there's a little bit of a shift in focus internally on what's important to us and what we choose to spend our time on. So do you think that those things aren't important? And then so people that decide that they still are or have their priorities out of whack? I think it's a stage in life for part of it. I think we get comfortable. We grow up with maybe it's certain music. Obviously, the technology in our lifetime, our parents' lifetime, has changed grandparents so dramatically so you don't think this has anything to do with like the media or like you know marketing campaigns they don't target these age groups they I, target a younger age group so it's not even part of it. presented okay. to people as they See, age there, there you go we, we and you you've mentioned that before i mean we're at, i think you've mentioned this before we're at somewhat of a point where we're a, you know we're not relevant in mm-hmm. a lot of ways mm-hmm the marketers aren't going for our demographic. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think well, a that... a powerful institution has decided we're not relevant, which would be, you know, marketers and the media and advertisers yeah. and, yeah. <clears throat> why do you... So why do you think that is? Because I think that there's the demographic, maybe um, adults, you know, up to maybe age 25 to 30, and then there's... I don't. You know, I don't even feel like I can even. It even matters why I have to weigh in on this. I'm sure there's a whole expert field out there that has an answer that somebody could Google, but I haven't Googled it. So okay. I just feel like this is just. 
All right. Sorry, let's, okay. I hate that question. Let's see if this is <laughs> these next two questions are good questions to end with. Okay. Well, you'll tell me they aren't. I, I love that in your head you had an idea of what these questions were going to no, be. No, I didn't. This I did not have an idea. Go. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I should have actually. I, mean, I should have expected this. You're not happy. I feel right now. like. I feel like. You're I, I feel a little, but <laughs> I just also feel like this is so stupid. Go ahead. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe you'll get a redo. Maybe you'll get another ten. Um, what is holding you back from being the person you want to be? Hmm. Is that a better question? Mm-hmm. Does that feel more in your mm-hmm. area that you care about? <laughs> what do you think? Obviously. I think that that is the very question that is at the central, like, maybe I maybe I actually wake up every day now thinking about that question because, um, I mean, people say all the time, if you were given a year to live, what would you do differently? Again, midlife, I think you start to you see that question a little ser- more serious, take that question a little more seriously and think about that for yourself. And you're like, whoa, yeah, no, now's the time to just ho- not hold back, right? Like from who you really want to be. Yeah. And you've talked a lot about this lately, um, you know, over the last couple of years, but I feel like the last six months you really f- felt, I don't know if empowered is the word, but like taking control over yourself and over you know, the, your environment and mm-hmm. I, you, you talked about there's a shift and how mm-hmm. you view things and mm-hmm. how you proceed. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, so at, at this point, knowing what you know and making those changes, what's still left in that space to really feel like this is who I want to be to get to that point? Hmm. Well, what was the original question too? Uh, what is holding you back from being the person you want to be? Well, such a loaded question, but I... Th- That's the point. I know. Where do I start? Um, well, first of all, I don't think I've never been who I... I mean, I don't think I've been... Like, I think I'm, I've never been not me. I don't... If that makes sense. But I think that we get distracted and we, we, we tend to worry a little... I mean, I feel like we've talked about this already in other conversations, but we tend to worry about what other people's versions of us are. And I think you go, you get to a point where you realize what a futile space that is to live in. And it's just exhausting. And, and um, eventually you have to pull back that power to, to, to fully be yourself. So what stands in the way is maybe any sort of residual leftover, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm always looking for words, but inclination to like find yourself again in a conversation, even if it's with yourself thinking, oh, what, what, what's that person going to think? And then like, what, wait a minute, there I go again. And like bringing that back, you mm-hmm. know, and they just constantly like getting in touch with who, you know, you truly are at like a soul level and asking that part of like asking the, your soul, like those questions, not what this other person may think, because that's not going to get you anywhere. I, I don't know. No, I, I love that you said that because you are probably the most open, vulnerable person that I know that, and I, I think that is such a big focus on your life is to be who you are. And mm-hmm. you still, after 44 years, still struggle with telling yourself that. It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter, you know, how I come across. Mm-hmm. I just need to be me. Mm-hmm. And yet you do that better than probably anybody I know. Anyone you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe not better yes. than a lot of people I know. All five people that I know. Um, uh, I was just talking, having this conversation today. I think that, I think that, at the root of every struggle that we have or every barrier we have is the the intention behind our core values. So I think that a really central core value, like you talked about in my interview with you when you asked, when I had to ask you, um, what is it you want to be remembered for? And you said kindness. I was thinking about how mine would be 
I'd want to be remembered as a genuine person. And because I, I was having this conversation with somebody else today and I was like, yeah, I, I think I really, really value like genuineness a lot. I want to be known for, to be a genuine person. And, and on the other side of that, I want to receive genuineness mm-hmm. in my relationships. Like I get, so I feed off genuine relationships and genuine, genuine people so when I'm not in, when I'm putting out, I, this is my subjective experience. I'm putting out genuineness to somebody, and I don't receive it back. I think I go like, oh shit, what did I? What I can? What what's going wrong? Where's the mismatch here? And so that's where I might get lost in judging. Like, what is this person going to think? Because it wouldn't doesn't make sense to us if we're putting something out there and then it's not reciprocated. You know, mm-hmm. I think we all do this with whatever core value that we are I, holding I on to. So I think that's a big one for me. And it's like, yeah, I, I, re- I really, really, really value that. It's, You're like making a weird face right now. No, I, 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 I'm not. <laughs> well, maybe I am, but okay. I don't mean to. It's interesting that no matter what that might look like to the other person, mm-hmm. that is the most important thing to you is that they see you as genuine. Mm-hmm. So even, yeah, if, like, even, even if, if the other person's up. like, I hate, I hate you. I think you're a disgusting person. You're like, but I was genuine, <laughs> well, right? It's a total exaggeration. I'm just saying when genuine, a gen, genuine allows a person to, to mess up, allows them to yeah. be messy. It allows them to fuck up. It allows them to be relatable. It's connecting at a human level. It's like, I'm human. You're human. This is hard for both of us. Like, let's just like, maybe we can just relate on that, you know, but there's a spirit of relatability and connectedness mm-hmm. there. And I think that goes along with integrity, too. I really tend to like value this idea of integrity. I when I when I run into it, or if I run into a situation where it's not there, I tend to get really stuck on the fact that it's not there. And I've realized that over time, that that's something that bothers me when I feel like there's lack when there's mm-hmm. a lack of integrity in a situation and to me that kind of goes along with genuineness it, it, it does too. and I think I think it I, I was joking about it but I think it's it's critical to relationships mm-hmm. I mean if you can't be real with the person and you can't just be yourself and you, you know you can't share mm-hmm. that and put that out in the world what do you expect back and how are you ever going to connect with somebody so well yeah but you also got to be you got to get to a point where some people aren't going to do give you that and right. you just have to you have to accept that and not and that's where you said what's keeping you from holding yourself back like that's where i if i feel like there's that's missing in a relationship i got to stop obsessing over why it's missing and just move on and be mm-hmm. continue to be genuine and just keep that relationship where it is okay that's not a genuine relationship for me yeah it is what it is you know like that's that's okay yeah, not every if, relationship. If you had to try to educate somebody or explain <laughs> to them why this is important to every person that doesn't exhibit that or display yeah. that or yeah. share that. Yeah, and maybe they have it with somebody else, but they yeah. don't want to give it to me. That's not up for me to figure out. Right. Um, and that's where I think people, that's where you, if you get lost in that space, that's where you kind of can mess up yourself and say things or do things or think things that um, make you look like an asshole. <laughs> or whatever but um yeah if you can just pull that back and think okay no that i'm still i'm still a genuine person like the the intention here is still like to be authentic and genuine and it's okay if that's not going to exist in this interaction Mm -hmm. but that's my thing so i need to grow that and i'm going to go grow that where i can grow that and not think about where it's not growing or where it can't grow. Yeah, to focus your energy, you only have so much energy to focus, so you need to focus it where it's going to do the most good and right. for you. Right. I think that's I think that's a good answer. Okay. I was actually as you were answering that, I was just thinking back about my answer about being kind and I was like it, it it's stupid, but I was thinking in my head there's a different I could have said nice. I want people to see me as nice. And to me, there's a difference between being nice and being kind. Really? I, yeah. I mean, being nice is, no, you don't have to be nice to everybody. There's some people that, yeah, they're shitheads and they don't deserve to be, you don't have to be nice to them. Mm-hmm. Kind is being more, to me, it's it's more of a fairness type thing. It's But it's being, it's, it's not losing that being true to yourself, mm-hmm. but it's just treating other people the way you 
deserve to be treated or kindness want to be treated? Is like, I feel like kindness is more like leading with your heart. Yes. And nice is maybe more leading with your head. Yeah. Like, does and, that make and, sense? And, and to me, kindness can be a little more genuine than maybe always yeah. being nice. Yeah. So, yeah. I was thinking about how genuine your answer was, and I was like, "Oh, well, did I?" <laughs> so in my own in my own damn head, doing a thought experiment from my, myself. Okay, la- last question. Um, I think this one. I'm curious how you answer this because I think it's a complicated question, and lots taken. But what is the best way to explore human nature, psychology, philosophy, or biology? All of it. All of the above and then some. You're okay. missing a lot of options. <laughs> okay. Let, well, let's <laughs> let's talk about that because I gave you three obviously very critical and important options. Uh-huh. So let's talk through this a little bit. What I mean, what more can you say about that? All of them is... Okay. So we'll read it again, though, just specifically. What is the best way to explore human nature? Human nature. Psychology, okay. philosophy, or biology? Yeah, all of it. What do you mean? Like, what's there to explain? What, like, I mean, that's... You know, there's so much to say there. and Exactly. That's the point. I just can't. I don't even feel like I can speak fully intelligently about any of it. So maybe it's just better to say it's just it's just inherent. It's just inherently known. Like, no, see, this is you the don't, thing. We don't operate in silos. Nothing we, operates in silos. The, the point of this is 10 <laughs> questions without knowing the question. So you can't prepare for it. I know. It really I know. makes you dig a little bit mm-hmm, deeper mm-hmm. inside yourself and try. It's not going to be the perfect answer. So, You're not writing a... a you know, I don't feel like this question requires me to dig deep inside myself. I feel like it requires me to educate some about a topic that good. I don't feel credentialed to educate about. I why, mean, why not? I do, but I just feel like I can't really do it justice. So okay, you might not be able to do it justice, but you are the most qualified person no, I personally know no, to. No. But what talk do you mean? This. Like, why? Why wouldn't you? I guess with a better question is why wouldn't you use all three of those things to study human nature? Well, I would agree with you that that makes the most sense, but I would argue that there are lots of people out there that don't necessarily use all three, not as primary. Well, good luck to them. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck to them. Well, that's it. I, I mean, I, I thought this was going to open I you up a like little bit. I feel like you need to be and... a little more specific. I feel like that's such a, I, you gave me a question, I answered it, and I feel like now you're asking me to like, you know, solve world peace. Like, where do I start, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Can't you zero in a little more then if you want me to say more about that? Um, so I completely understand what you're saying it's it's like what is the universe i mean it's it's a huge question that there is no simple answer and picking out three major focuses that are huge and and so vastly encompassing in themselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where do you start with each one of those um well so and they're all overlap they all actually i mean they all actually are like they each of them is defined upon the other too. Like so, you can't even separate them That's out. That's why I like, you would like this question like because I thought you would be like, like, "Well, of course they." You, <laughs> and I, I, I did. I said that. Well, of course, barely. Of them. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't define one without defining the other. Also, really, okay. like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so then maybe because I, I think if you're willing to. If you're willing to dig a little bit deep right now and be and challenge yourself to put those three together and how they work together and maybe talk about why, how they're connected and why they all, and that's a big question in itself. I have a question for you. Yeah. When an acorn drops from a tree, how does it know to burrow itself in the ground and begin to grow into its own tree? I don't have the answer for that, it of course. Happens. It just happens. Same right. idea. It just is. Okay. <laughs> they just are related. It just is. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a, I mean, if you want me to get, I mean, there's just, I do. there's I want a divine you. <laughs> intelligence to all of this. Again, I just can't, I, I don't want you to have go. the answer. I don't have an answer. Okay. It just is. Okay. <laughs> You know, ask another question. Well, I thought that that would be a good one to really leave with, just because it, it was a big question. Well, the thing is, is this: is that you, 
the I feel like the questions you asked me are like not personal questions. Some of them were turned into personal questions and some of them were, but there was a lot in there that was like, tell me what you think about this topic. Like, what? Like, I didn't do that to you, I don't feel like. I feel like they were kind of zeroed in on you as an individual, not as, what's your what's your worldview here? Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> and maybe. <laughs> like, where did you get to go to get these questions? I, I, like, what, what did you Google to, to get these questions? I Googled it the other day. So Neuroscience, exactly. astrophysicist podcast questions. Like, what? <laughs> no, these were conversation starters, but then they were categorized by uh, personal or deep questions to ask, you know, a female, um, to ask a male, <laughs> some were just generic. But mm -hmm. so I just, I, I went on there and screenshotted from some different categories and places they had. Okay. And I just thought I picked a sample that was a little bit all over the place. So I, I do find it interesting because I asked you some of the questions because I knew they weren't the questions that you were hoping to be asked. I didn't have any. I didn't really have any questions. Well, not specific. Not specific. They weren't the types of questions that. So I was trying to get you to think differently. And I, I, I mean, for me, the questions you asked me were like, do you oh think... my God, I can't okay. believe you asked me this. So... Do you think that you have a good answer for all of those questions Absolutely that you just asked me? Absolutely not. Hell no. Okay. Well, I was just no. wondering because you you seem disappointed in my lack of engagement here. But I don't feel like, I don't know. I don't, it's not even, and I, I guess I don't, I'll back up and say they're not dumb questions and that I, and that I'll, I'll reserve, I'll retract any criticism I have about the line of questioning. <laughs> I just, that just be satisfied with my answers, I guess then. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. But you feel like you Yeah, could... I'd actually be, instead of asking you another question, I'd like to talk more about your feelings about not only the questions, because I felt like the questions, I felt like the questions you asked me were questions that I was a little bit uncomfortable with. I had to think differently. I had to think um, a little bit more deeply than I was, I don't want to say pre prepared to go, but they just made me really think about myself and how, I mean, obviously I just had to think through the questions and really like what was meaningful and how you know and so when I asked you the questions again it was I, my goal was to get you to think a little bit differently and to get outside of your comfort zone of but what is that then what's 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 what was different about your questions and what why would that be outside of my comfort zone I think some of it was um Maybe they seemed a little bit. I don't. Want to say, I don't think they were generic questions. I think they just instead of the soul searching that you, I think, do on a routine base, like that's you're always soul searching. I mean, you're you're constantly like in that space. Okay. Just to get you out of that space a little bit and get you, I can't put it into words. Okay. So that's probably not a good answer because if I can't put it into words, then how would it? It it just as I went through the questions, I was like. I think these are going to be challenging questions for you to answer. I don't think they're dumb questions, but I think that they are not necessarily topics or things that would be the first thing you would want to talk about. Okay. Where I felt like the questions you asked me were very much things that you wanted to talk about because you were wanted me to go to that so space. So these are and, things that you wanted to talk about. Well, I... So what would you like to say about them all? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't even remember any of the questions you asked me. Okay. I think I remember the first one and the last one. I don't remember the middle ones. That's okay. interesting. Well, how about we wrap this up? Okay. And we can Why? No, I asked you a question. You didn't answer it. What was the question again? You just said you felt like the questions that I asked you were ones that were topics I was interested in. So I said, so you were interested in what you asked me. I was interested in some of those like what or who would you sacrifice your life for i thought i knew the answer but i wanted to ask you the question because i wanted you to think a little bit but i thought that was a question okay it was a kind of a straightforward question for you but also which by the way how do you think it would make your kids feel to know that their life is more no more important to you than a stranger's <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not it's not looking at it like that that's the point is that it's i don't see it as that my kids lives are less important and I understand what you're saying because it's like, oh, well, you're valuing somebody else's the same if you're willing to sacrifice your life for them and then your kids don't have you. Yeah. That's just not where my brain goes to. So I understand that ultimately- Where does your brain go to? My brain- I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I'm like the only one that can fix this situation. My- 
It's I not better, that it goes to I'm the in. only one that can fix the situation is there's a situation where somebody else is struggling, suffering, needs my help, needs help. It's not my help. And they need help. there's five other people already on the scene, but Jim's got to dart in and offer help too. I, no. Yes. They, well, that's what happens. I think it's. And it to me feels like ambulance chasing. That's what it feels like to you. And I think for a lot of people, it's instinct. It's not about that. It's about just why and why why do i have that instinct and why do you not have that instinct i'm not that's why one of the reasons i asked you the question was to try to understand your answer is very simple and it makes sense my children are the most important thing to me and therefore i would give my life for them mm-hmm. outside of that why would i take that away from them having mm-hmm. a mother mm-hmm. for somebody else to- makes total sense like if I if some if I was worried about a life threatening illness, the first thing that would cross my mind is, oh my god, my poor kids, they're gonna lose me. Like that's the first thing I think. Are you telling me that's not the first thing you think? No. <laughs> I don't think I'm that important in that way. It's part of the I'm part of the collective. So, in you know individuation that's and individualist. Individualist. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. And then looking at things as part of the collective. I think that that's just a different way that we experience life. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I mean, so I don't you're know. you're a sociopath. I mean. <laughs> so you're like, yeah, no, it doesn't occur to me that other people will hurt if I'm gone. <laughs> I don't really think about their feelings. In that moment, I don't. But I do yeah, think I, about how important I am when I need to rescue somebody in need. <laughs> <laughs> it's a complicated question and to some people and to some people it's not a complicated question it's a very simple question with a simple answer and i would struggle with that is what would i give my life for so yeah you're, who, so you're saying my answer is simple i don't think my answer is simple i don't, think, I don't it, think it's any i think it's just as complicated as yours then the the explanation of the answer is just as complicated but on the simplest terms it's you didn't wrestle with that question I would wrestle with that question of what or who, how far would I go? Would I go mm-hmm. to my, you know, my parents and my sisters and would I go to their husbands or my nephews and whoever else? Or would I go to a neighbor or somebody? How far out would I go and to what level would I put myself in that position where I think for you, you What do you just, mean how far out would you go? I'm, now you lost me. Like I said, would it be my kids? Would it be my wife and my kids and my stepkids? Would it be my neighbor across well, the street? Well, you've already that decided is... that it stops right your kids. It's the first line already loses out. Like you're, <laughs> nope, sorry guys. No, no, I'm saying as far as how- Everybody's going to have to who, take one for the who team would here. I sacrifice my life? <laughs> who would I sacrifice my life for? How far would I carry that out? Would it be a random stranger driving in a car that- You, you, know, you said yes. I know. That's, I, I, I'm- <laughs> Not in that position. My my inclination is that I would want to do that. I'm not saying I would actually do that in that moment, but my inclination would be to do that. My inclination is if the neighbor's house was on fire, would be to run in to try to save the neighbor. Oh, my God. But you realize how irresponsible that is, right? Because then you have two dead people instead of just one. That's why it's interesting. And I'm not saying I would do it. I'm saying that would be my inclination is to want to, to feel like I need to do that. To feel like I need to save that person, their life is worth it. You're not a. It's not about that so for it, you. You're not valuing know, their life I, any I, less. I feel like, I feel like you're la- you're using lack of reason though too with that. Like that's yeah. where you're going to be impulsive, and it's like you're not even being reasonable here. Your effort to save isn't is futile. Like there's already people on the scene. Now you've just risked your own life because you ran out in traffic or or whatever. Or you, you know, like you screamed at somebody like you, I, there was like a, wasn't there like a hit and run downtown one time and you got all up in there. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, get over here. There's already a couple (laughs) dozen people on the scene. Okay. Like I was so mad at you. I know. I know. (laughs) It wasn't, it was, yeah. Yes, it was. It was. I'm going to go chase him down. And I'm I'm like, I wasn't going to go chase him down. I was, it was. (laughs) Right behind us, I was going to get a license People plate were taking pictures. People had already done I that. Know. I'm like, wow, okay. But at the, in, the, in that split <laughs> moment, I didn't know that. And you were just like, it's not, you shouldn't insert yourself in that situation. I completely understand that we just reasoning. found a We just found a scenario where I'm 
really reasonable and you're really irrational. I agree with that. (laughs) And I would actually like to have this conversation with another person to get a different perspective because we are polar opposites Mm -hmm. when it comes to answering this question. So I would be curious as to where, where's the, where's the middle? Where do, where do people fall on the spectrum? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's this whole, um, there's been a lot of studies on this, so there's a lot, there's a lot out there. Okay. And there's that whole bystander effect. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'd likely to fall victim to that. Right. Isn't that that idea of mine? Maybe I'm getting the wrong term, but, um, it happened within the newspapers. I don't even know how long ago. I don't even know if it was 10 years ago or 20 years ago in Lansing, I feel like this was in the papers. I hope I'm not making this up. But like <laughs> it's, it's okay. some guy was Nobody's being dragged. I think it was outside of the hospital. Some guy had approached a car and I don't remember the circumstances, but the person rolled up the window and was dragging this person along in the car. So they're hanging out, of the, you know, they're outside of the car. So their arm is trapped inside the car and they're being dragged along and their collarbones being broken and Everybody just stood there and watched. Like nobody intervened. It was this like, mm-hmm. oh, none of my business. I'm going to stay out of it. You see, situation. You, you see it all the times on cell phones, video, cell phone videos. Yeah. Where people will yeah. post videos of of people fighting or whatever mm-hmm. else, and all of these people standing around, and people are like, why isn't somebody doing something? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I mean, obviously there are studies on it, mm-hmm. and there are people that will jump into that, and there are lots of people that won't. Mm-hmm. They're like, that's I, I'm not part of that, and why would I involve myself in that and potentially hurt myself? Mm-hmm. And then there are those that are like, this has to stop now. This is not okay. I mean, sometimes I feel like, too, we're going off on this, but yeah. I, now I'm interested in this topic. Like, I feel like the, the places I've worked professionally, I understand how, like, the system works a lot, and I've seen a lot, and I don't, like, believe a lot of bullshit when it comes to a lot of things like almost like a police officer kind of mentality in some ways like so I feel like you believe a lot of people's sob stories and I'm like Jim this is not how this works yeah. they could go and they could get this <laughs> if they wanted this like no no this is not why don't stop oh ab- 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 absolutely <laughs> and even if I don't believe it I'm like oh, that's still you know it's still a moving story so there might be 50 percent truth to it and you're like I've seen this shit play out. I've- no, I just mean like, it's not even that. It's just that like, there's a system in place right. There's in a lot of ways. And I, maybe I just <laughs> like, like, so just, I'm just relating it to this story of like, when you wanted to run into that scene with that hit and run. And I'm like, dude, it's handled. I all these players are involved. There's nothing else for you to do. This is how this is going to play out. This is how this is going to work. And you just like wanting, I don't know, like, it's just like, no, like just there's, this is good. Like (laughs) you are not needed here. (laughs) I was going to save the day. Yeah. No. Anyway. And you were right. You were a hundred percent right in that situation. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Are we done? Yeah. Sorry to disappoint you today. You did not disappoint me. (laughs) I love you. Not at all. I love you too. Bye. Thank you.